Euradio, Ideas on Europe, in partnership with UACs. For our weekly Ideas on Europe editorial by UACES, the University Association for European Studies, we welcome Malin Stegman McCallion again from Karlstadt University in Sweden. Bonjour, Malin. Bonjour, René. On the 1st of January, Sweden has taken over the EU Council presidency. What does it sound like? Well, last week the presidency released its playlist on Spotify. There is a tradition that the member state holding the presidency also compile a playlist that represents the country. Immediately there was a discussion about why some genres are not represented and some songs have already been replaced. All presidencies are complex balancing acts, but for the current Swedish government, the coming six months could be unusually complex given the national and international contexts. And this complexity is reflected in a playlist? It is. Parts of the discussion and comments around the playlist bring forward mixed messages about our own uh, Swedish self-image. Music and the creative sector in general is a big export for a small country like Sweden. And of course, we are proud that we can punch above our weight internationally, just like we do in sport. But there's always a but. One criticism of the playlist is that it's showcasing Swedish commercial success. And that's what I mean by mixed messages about the Swedish self-image. Have you heard about the law of Jante? Uh, no, what is it? The law of Jante is kind of a rule book for social behavior in the Nordic and Scandinavian countries. And it was codified in a, in a novel uh, written in the 1930s. Basically, it's uh, about not to stand out from the social group. It's all We are all egalitarian. So it's a warning not to break the accepted social code of being better or thinking that we are better than others. And a good part of the Swedish culture of consensus and conflict avoidance can be traced to this law of Jante. And this trait or behavior patterns can become very useful in times around the council presidency, as the main task of the presidency is to carry the common agenda forward. And there are some tricky issues on the agenda where all the consensus building know-how and the conflict transformation skills will be needed to be put to good use. What issues are you referring to in particular? We have, for example, the Inflation Reduction Act passed in the, by the US government. And here the Swedish presidency will have to negotiate the relationship with the US on behalf of the European Union. We have to take into consideration the various opinions within the member states and the EU institutions in finding ways of not escalating a possible trade conflict with the EU's biggest trade partner, a potentially tough balancing act. Closer to us, we have the question on how the EU should continue with its support to Ukraine. How can Sweden keep the unwavering support to Ukraine at a continued high level within the European Union? Now, I don't think the EU support for Ukraine is in immediate danger. 
However, in the long term and broken down into specific policy areas such as economic aid in relation to a Ukrainian Marshall Plan, we will see real differences emerging between the member states, especially bearing in mind energy supplies and past relationships with or dependencies on Russia. Our willingness to provide aid may decrease if the costs at home continue to be at a high level. Then, of course, we have the social costs of war. And unfortunately, here too, we see differences between member states on how the EU can help both where it is directly needed, but also with the people fleeing atrocities. This is a further tough balancing act for the Swedish EU presidency. And what about consensus within the complicated Swedish government coalition? Oh, yes. Traditionally, when a member state holds the presidency, there is a truce domestically and the country speaks with a single voice to outside listeners. This time around, internal political differences are more openly discussed than aired. The Swedish general public today is more positive and supportive of EU membership, but the current government is relying on the support of a Eurosceptic party, and many wonder how this may influence the Swedish presidency, meaning the government has also domestically an unusually complex balancing act to pull off. All this balancing brings me back to the Songs of Sweden. And if we talk again in the summer, summarizing the Swedish EU presidency in retrospect, I will be able to say whether we have executed all our dance moves well. We'll be more than happy to have your assessment in June. And hopefully you'll sing us a positive tune rather than a sad ballad. Many thanks, Malin, for sharing your outlook with us. I recall you are Associate Professor at Karlstad University. Thank you for having me. Thank you.